Welcome to a Who's on Target Extra Special. Sat down on Saturday night, literally 15 minutes after the finale. Um, Hellbent has finished. A quick chat with our old friend Michael from Norfolk, and maybe we'll get Alex on the line later to give us our thoughts on the Series 9 finale of Doctor Who. Great opening, I thought. Very tense. The Doctor stuck on Gallifrey. Then Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Oswald appeared again. Ooh. <laughs> kind of knew where it was going. But then generally built up towards the end and sort of liked the ending, but, you know, we mentioned the word already, Greg, between us before we called Michael Cop out. She's, she's alive. Very, very um, reminded of what I think, well, what I, I don't know the full story, but the plans that Andrew Cartmel had for Ace when she, um, if the series had continued back after 1989, yeah, mm. she was going to become sort of part-time Lord with the TARDIS, the... I guess, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, is it, we talking about Ace going off to Gallifrey to be like a trainee Time Lord or something? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of any, uh, of any of that, but um, what what's, just to give us a think, what, what score would you give, Mike? I think nine because I'm on that high, but I always tend to score them yeah. very high. When I, if I'm recording it now, if I'm giving an opinion when I've just seen it, because yeah. you've gone through the emotional ringer of you, watching it, maybe later on down the line it'll be a lower score, but I'd say nine for yeah, now. Nine. Yeah, because you said nine, but he, he, as we got to the end, you said, I think I'll drop it to an eight as well, didn't you? Did I? Oh, I've yeah, forgotten again yeah, already. Yeah. Maybe an eight then, yeah. <laughs> um, Michael, what, what, what about yourself? Oh, my God. Um, okay. Well, we have to, I have to be honest, this is not as good as last week. No, no, I think that no. was always going to be a struggle. Yeah, you know, you know, and I think that goes without saying, really. Although, and I, I kind of knew what the AI was going to be because the AI for last week was eighty-one, and I figured it was going to be a bit lower. And I think this episode it started strong. And I, I tell you what, I liked about the start of this post-credits. So we see the Doctor on Gallifrey, we see him walking off towards the base. Yeah. I mean, not the base, the barn. And he doesn't really say anything. Kind of like, he, he, it's all being done for expression. I think even when that, that woman walked into the barn, she's like, oh, it's you. And they kind of like know who he is. Now, do we take that as that um, kind of like someone who's lived in that area for a long time and known him since he was a boy, or does she know him since because he's the doctor? I mean, you can read into that any way you want. Yeah, um, and you know, so and then we get this—you've um, got this uh, the introduction of Rassilon, yeah, as he's confirmed now. Donald Sumter, I believe, the actor is—he's a, he's a great actor. Yeah, and I, I mentioned to you last week, Greg, he was. I've always liked him. He's, he's in the Buddha of suburbia. You did being human and, as well. He um, was very good being human. Oh, oh god, he's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, and the Doctor Who in the past, Sea Devils and Wheel in Space, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's, mm. god, he's been in tons of stuff. And I think, but then it's like you have this wonderful like Mexican standoff. Yeah. Get off my planet, and you never see him again. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, what a waste. That's true, yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I suppose he mentioned he was resurrected, didn't he? So that's why he's changed. Yeah, from... yeah, I'm Rassilon Razor, resurrected, and we, we always kind of like... I don't know if it was ever mentioned in the end of time, but I think he just took it for granted that, you know, the Time Lords were desperate. Let's, let's, let's bring back some of our more, more notorious figures like the Master. 
Yeah, um, but did, you know, did they bring him they, back again then, since they've been frozen, I guess? Yeah, and then we get into this whole bringing back Clara. Then, all of a sudden, Gallifrey and the Time Wars take a back seat. And it's and, and we get into this, I think, they, uh, like a moral dilemma, because Clara is sort of like realising that she shouldn't be around, because she, she's been doing this long enough to know, you know, the doctor can't there's certain things you can't mess around with we get into this moral dilemma and the last sort of like 15 minutes or so it does play out like father realizes that she has to die the doctor doesn't want her to die and it doesn't it didn't really pay off for me mm. it's like maybe williams is there and she's kind of like acting like it's interesting. She's the one who's acting like the Doctor's moral conscience. I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, sort of, she was more or less just brought back to be this mm. supposed companion of Clara, wasn't she? When they go off at the end. You yeah, know? yeah. It's. I, I. I mean, did we actually find out what the hybrid was, or is it even existed? It was stated it was the both of them, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. What they think? Yeah, they, they think. think but they, they well, we left think, loose yeah. ended. Where's your score going to be, just to give us a gauge? Because my... Eight. Oh, eight, eight, is it? Okay. Eight. Oh. Yeah, so we're all probably a similar level, Greg. I don't know if yours is going to yeah. come up or go down now. I, I stated at the end, ten. Because... I, I you old softy, you. Well, <laughs> you know, you, well, you, you, you've got it absolutely right there, Michael, to be honest. I think that the problem hey, is... don't get me wrong, the emotional content, I mean, I, I can't fault the acting. Uh, well, you know I criticise, because I know you loved uh, Maisie Williams' acting, and you, Mike, as well, didn't you? Um, I, no, I don't think she's a great actress. She hasn't got great range, but that can come... Yeah. She, she's very good at what she does in Game of Thrones, I find. Oh, well, no. she, she's twiky. She's 18 years old. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the point yeah. I was about to make. It's like, you know, she's yeah. got the time to develop the range and stuff. The yeah. range just yeah. hasn't been exactly. there. But she was fine tonight, I thought. She was. Well, that's what she I had improved by tonight. I was going to say that. I thought she was actually very, very good tonight. I, I thought she was. She handled that with some maturity, I thought, you know. Um, those scenes, she was quiet, she was controlled. I, I, I thought she was good. Tonight. And I think you know the sort of attractiveness of that TARDIS team in a spin-off would be uh, a goldmine for the BBC if they did well, a spin-off. But you know, it might be big finishes. It might be. Well, <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, Michael, you're right. You know, I, I'm coming at it. I, I loved the way I thought Rachel Talley mm. directed it beautifully again. I thought, you know, it was oh, just yeah. and just those scenes, you know, like when he's in the barn. And um, she's got the broken pieces of mirror showing him with different... Oh, it's just really classy acting. Um, sorry, directing, I think. And the way he was all layered by Moffat. I, I like the way yeah. he strips away the layers slowly and gets you thinking in a certain direction at one point. I mean, I thought yeah. I thought Capaldi was going to regenerate when, yeah. he, when he hit the floor in the yeah. white TARDIS. Me, me but, too. Uh, I thought he was going to keep that a big secret, but, you know, I've seen the Christmas oh, stills and stuff, so he was obviously going to be there. That off, yeah. yeah, if you yeah. yeah. pulled that, that off. that off, that would have been sort of like one of the the greatest secrets ever contained. Oh, yeah, it would have been... Uh, well, what I can say with this, though, <laughs> I think Capaldi is my favourite... Um, but he, he was very Tom Baker in parts tonight. He was. He even Extremely said, the depth of voice, the, yeah. you know, the sort of the sarcasm. Yeah, and I think um, what, what held it for me is what, what I was surprised of the story was the, the special effects were fabulous with the huge spaceships and, and the best we've ever seen um, Gallifrey... But that wasn't the story, was it? It was like there for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. And basically the whole story then was just the Doctor and Clara. Well, we all know that Moffat's very good at misdirection. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you'd been reading some of the interviews, what I was saying was I liked the sequence with the weeping angels, even though it was very brief. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you had a gooey dialect and and, and a groping Cyberman. Yeah. But <laughs> did you need it there? Not really. I mean, it was just to to you make the point that. of how guarded it was, wasn't it? The yeah, yeah. Inside the matrix. So really need to be an hour. Yeah. No, it didn't need to be an hour. It didn't, no. The thing is, you you but I'm still on a high here because I thought the doctor with Clara and he was doing all that to try and say it was brilliant and original TARDIS. It was fabulous. It yeah. looked brilliant. Did it? Yeah, I mean, I liked that. I mean, yeah. it was, I think, I, I, you know... Um, you and the door's noise from Davidson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would lead through to supposedly the um, the, the rest area. Yes. yes. I mean, if you looked at the walls, they looked like they'd been spray-painted, and I don't know if that was yeah, a deliberate decision. I think so. Put on his CGI. I, I think so, yeah, because yeah. also, yeah. did you notice the bottom of the door? I noticed a few things. What they did was make it look like the old cheap set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah did you notice the but, bottom of the doors were just, there was a gap where it touched the studio yeah. floor? And also, when the TARDIS doors opened, um, they bounced, they gave yeah. that like it was a walk. All set. they needed really was the technicians pushing them shut again, like yeah. in An Unearthly Child and Adventure yeah. in Space and Time. They just needed them yeah. shutting them again. I think it was kind of like, um, it was obviously a nod to that original design. Yes, yeah. Uh, but they also gave it a few modern day tweaks. They did. It, but it was it was lovely to see, and I, I, I they kind of like stuck with that. I wouldn't have minded. No, no. Um, I think Moffat was making a few swipes at fandom. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Oh. Namely, namely, the time Lord regenerating into a black woman. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I can imagine certain quarters foaming at the mouth. And oh, oh that's in the Daily Mail headlines now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's been this argument that Clara is like the Doctor, so... Clara and the shoulder in a TARDIS with a faulty comedian circuit. I know, she's become the doctor yes. with a female yeah, I mean, companion. The thing, but there's a lot of fans who are like, oh, I don't like her being like the doctor, uh, you know, and um, I, I just thought, well, this is Moffat going, meh. But yeah, on <laughs> the one hand, as he said, that, <laughs> yeah, so on the one hand, as he said, that a Time Lord, like, like the general, could regenerate yeah. into a female. Yeah, yeah. And but a on, black yeah. female. But on the other hand, you couldn't have a female doctor because you've got Clara now. Is he saying that on the other hand? Yeah, no. I mean, that's what he's, that's what he's doing, really. I, um, he's opening up the options. He's saying, basically, you can do whatever you want, I think, yes. isn't he? He's saying, you know, he's... I think I think you're you're right. He's taking a swipe of fans by saying, "Stop trying yeah. to limit it. Yeah. We can do whatever, whatever we like, whatever works. Hey, can I make a point? Um, I don't know if it's been... When the Matrix has been in the series before, yeah, you know, going back to the Deadly Assassin, mm. was it ever actually stated that all Time Lord memories are uploaded there? As yeah, Capaldi's Doctor um, stated tonight, oh, so. was it? Oh. It's in the Deadly Assassin. It is in the Deadly Assassin. Um, is it? You've okay, so. got the uh, the two old boys who named escape me. They they kind of like Runcible, one of them, Runcible. Yeah, yeah, they're explaining mm. to the Doctor. Well, we're really telling the audience that when the Time Lord dies. They're kind of like uploaded, all that information uploaded. So that's that's actually canon. 
Oh, brilliant. Oh, so, right. my dream... And they dream... Mr. Boggins, don't they? Yes. Uh, my dream of the, uh, an anniversary special with a fully functioning heart hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I, I probably will. I mean, the thing is, I, I felt like giving a 10 out of 10 because I loved that emotional intensity, the direction, the tar. There were so many great things in there, but straight away, both of you, you know, you've... You, you you've gone into technical aspects of it and started and continuity yeah yeah you know just dragging it down a bit I I mean but I do think it was a really joyous wonderful episode but it strikes me what you said Michael as well is it mm. wasn't as good as last week and really it's not because last week's was an absolute masterpiece I think wasn't it yeah I mean didn't we have the same issue last year though I mean yeah the dark water was pretty good setup. Yeah. And Death in Heaven wasn't fantastic. True. But I suppose if you take Dark Water compared to Heaven Sent, then they're million miles apart. Heaven Sent was one of the best first parts of finale we've ever seen, I think. Yes. But yeah. Dark Water was just a bit standard sort of end of series. Would you agree with that, Michael? I have been gushing over last week's episode for, for ages. Yeah. I've even been telling I, I, I know somebody that that doesn't watch the he doesn't really watch the program anymore, but I I have said to him, Well look you you should really watch this and he said he was going to. Yeah. But um, I, I think the thing is, these past few episodes at least have not really been what we have expected. No. No, I mean, I'm, do you get the feeling, I mentioned this to Greg before tonight's episode, mm. this series seems to have gone very quickly, possibly because of the amount of two partners? Yes, I, I, I think it has. It, it does seem like that. Um... But you know, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with the, the the direction this series is taking. And I don't know if I've already mentioned this. Do you, and in spite of all the questions, that this episode is really, or the conclusion of it is a reversal of Journey's end. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Well, was... Donna lost her memories, then, didn't she? Oh. Yeah. And, uh... Yes. Yeah. I actually, I actually think. I think that what happened with Donna Noble was much more worked a lot better than tonight. Yeah. Because I think really tonight was about having you take and eat it. Yeah, of course we'd seen we had seen with Donna that she'd changed as a person between the Christmas special and when she came back, and she yeah, and she developed very yeah. well over that series. Yeah, and had a much shorter time travelling. Yeah, than Clara yeah. has, who's travelled with two incarnations. You know, for over, over three years yeah. we've seen on screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just feel tonight it was, you know, overwhelmingly it had some really brilliant pieces to it. You know, I, I just thought there was some real emotional intensity. Um, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I love some of that writing that Moffat does, like that. You know, the way he will. He'll touch on subjects which are really sort of deep and, uh, you know, have meaning to people. You know, they're quite spiritual, I think, some of the some of the things which he, yeah. he talks about. And uh, it's all about, you know, death and love and waiting for someone and protecting people. And, you know, he, he does all that so well. And I just think Rachel Talley, she's just a fab director. It just looks so good, doesn't it? What, Very what, cinematic. It, Very it was, cinematic. Michael, wasn't it? Yeah, do you think... Michael, what, what do you think of the, um, uh, you know, Gallifrey, how, how it was done with all the CGI? The only thing that I really had a niggle with was when them ships turned up. 
Right. And I'm like, where's the shadow? You know. Oh, <laughs> we got I, Star Wars fans <laughs> here. That's the problem. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there was something about it didn't look quite right. But I, I think the actual capital mm. itself. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times we've seen that. Yeah. I still think, yeah, that looks impressive. It's, it's, I, I like I'm that. Happy with that. Yeah, so can I just say I love that one shot when it came up through the surrounding structures. And then you can actually oh, yeah, see it go through the bubble on the outside, can you? It, yes. sort of, yeah. it wobbled. Yeah. The bubble wobbled. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think... No, they didn't. I think the first time we saw Gallifrey in the, in, in the end of time, we didn't, we didn't have that passing through the bubble kind of a thing. No, we did I, I see it in... Uh, was it... End of series three, the sound did of drums you? when he's reminiscing with Captain Jack and oh, did well, we? done. and uh, Martha. That's when he does the first reminiscence in the new series, isn't it? I think when he did that splash through the bubble. That no, no, no. It just oh. the first time we saw the Citadel with the bubble around it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the new series. Oh. Citadel, but yeah, I it was a nice touch. Not the tracking shot, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked that. I liked. I think. I think from a production, I tell you, I tell you what I did like when we when they went down into the, like the Matrix. Yeah. And you've got these old, you know, the, what is it, the sliders, they called them. Yeah, um, they did, didn't they? Time Lord Dodgems. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, what was the other thing? I, I like the fact they put those, like, those those um, disco-like cables in. Yeah, what, yeah, was, what mean, was that? I, I like that because I just thought, oh, it's nice and cheesy. It, it, yeah. It's cheesy. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you kind of like, I kind of like thought, if you think back to the Deadly Assassin, yeah. Because the master, he was in, like, the catacombs. He was beneath the Matrix. Yeah. You know, and you kind of like, thought, well, yeah, I can identify with this. It looks like the same kind of right. environment. Because you know what I, I yes. thought? When I when I saw those sort of disco lights with the thing, I thought, hold mm. on, is that actually the, the American diner, some bits of the American diner breaking through? Are they? Possibly, yeah. That, similar. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Could be. But then, what would it be doing there? So really, it doesn't make sense, does it? So it's, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I mean, talking about that, I did like the reveal. It was a TARDIS. You know, it was well done. Yes. Did you? Yeah. I, did but you like that? I like? want to know now. Was it a TARDIS back in the Impossible Astronaut? <laughs> no, no, because she said the comedian. <laughs> Who knows? Um, she said the comedian six. I did like the final image of. The police lot, the police box dematerializing and all that paint yeah. work flaking yeah. off, fluttering away. Yeah, yeah, that was. I lovely. think for me, that's the best special effect of the whole season. Yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Actually, that that struck me as much as the first time they did the TARDIS dematerializing back in the Unquiet Dead and the snow fell off it mm, and swished yeah. around. Do you remember? Because that was such a wow, because we'd never seen it do anything like that. Because yeah. it's, it's not standard roll back and mix anymore, yeah. is it? You know, no. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, that was a beautiful Is there effect, also one it? in Vincent and the Doctor when they take Van Gogh to modern, they take him to Paris at the end? Is there? Yeah. There's, there's posters and they sort of flutter away with fire. Oh, Because they go into the vortex, the posters people have put on. Oh, right, yeah, I don't remember that. Burn That's away. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, but no, tonight's was yeah. brilliant. Which which goes to it, which messes up Doctor Who continuity a bit because previously the TARDIS had always been battered and scraped with the paint peeling off, but we'd always loved that because it's because it's battered travelling through the vortex. Whereas now we've there got is a... no continuity in Doctor Who <laughs> um, unless 
Unless, of course, you bring in the unofficial continuity advisor. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. no evil Annie. No oh, evil Annie, please. Oh, no. Who the fuck was going to mention of You know who I'm on about, aren't you? Yes. Oh. E- evil Annie, as Mr. Nathan Turner anagrammically called him. Yeah. Oh, my yes, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Unbe- yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, let's not go back to those days. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been, there's been some quarters of fandom that has been very critical of Stephen Moffat accusing him of constantly retconning history and um, said unofficial continuity advisor he was, he, he was going the opposite he was slavish to the, the continuity of the series and I, I'd rather go with Moffat he's not, he's not retconning it he's expanding it he's yeah. adding to it definitely yeah we're not I mean yeah he always seems to find new sort of Interpretations, yeah. don't they? I, I I'd agree with with that with both of you. Of the there. mythology, yeah. 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 I, I think actually, what, yeah. Actually, very good. Moffat made a very good point tonight. And again, I think he's taking a swipe at fandom when um, Michelle, or whatever her name is, she sort of says to the doctor, "What are you half human or whatever?" And he just turns around and says, "Does it matter?" Yeah, yeah. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's well, I know it might matter to some people, but to me, it's like, no, it doesn't matter. The disciples yeah. in my hand, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's right, to say, and that's what I mean about uh, Moffat is so deep, you know, you brought that up, Mike, and I, I, it's right, isn't it, Mike? The, yeah. He said, listen, it's like, it's like saying, you know, oh, I'm not actually, you know, like, half Italian. Does it matter? Does it? Does it? Does it matter? It's like he's a time lord. Is it? And that's what I like the way Moffat brings these things in, which are they—they're not, you know, they—they're so they—they de- they touch people, don't they? They have meaning behind them. It's not just nonsense. It's really—it's really touching. It's like stuff. It. It's going back though. It's even like in the McGann TV movie. Mm. Is it Grace's mm. companion who, um, or the person yeah. he has the adventure with? Yeah. Says, um, "Oh, you're English," and he says. Oh, I suppose I am really, doesn't he? You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just so yeah, it's just open ended, isn't it? You yeah. can just take it any other way. That's a great thing, yeah, about the show, you know. Um, could we all just say what we looked for the trailer for Christmas? What, uh, um, Michael, what did you think? Um, you know how I feel about Christmas specials. <laughs> I think I join you here, Mike and Michael. I think I'm, I'm I've been in agreement. Uh, I was I was hoping to get a bit of a positive response there, but clearly not from either. <laughs> But to I'm be honest, not, I'm not yeah, hopeful. I'm no, not hopeful. I'm afraid. No, I never have great expectations for them. Now, I mean, there's been the only one I've, I think that I've really stood out for me is the Snowman. Yeah, it's I, superb. I, I absolutely loved that. I, and but this one, I like Matt Lucas. Yeah. I, 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 the other guy who's like the head, I, I, I know who he is. I, I Greg Davis, yeah, Greg Davis. But he looks like a comedy spectacular. Yeah, yeah, that's the does. worry. I mean, for me, I I rate the Snowman above all of them. I kind yeah. of, kind of, still going enjoy going back to the Christmas Invasion now. It has its good parts. My secret love, my my guilt trip of Christmas specials is the Voyage of the Damned. I think it's very. It reminds me of those sort of Poseidon Adventure seventies movies. It, mm, it just it gets is. me in a good mood, but the rest I can take or leave. You know, the rest I wouldn't make yeah. the effort to rewatch. Yeah, the, the, the Voyage of the Damned is the Poseidon adventure, isn't it? It's just, uh, yeah. you know, it's just... It's but the trailer tonight, I said to you before the episode started, Greg, that I really, because of the stills and the publicity that have been... It looked naff, you said. ...have been released already, it kind of had me on a downer ahead of the finale. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, um, 
yeah, thinking I'm not really looking forward to the finale much even now because yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming and it's just only, what, two yeah. and a half weeks away now, three weeks away now? Yeah. Can I also just mention one last thing, yeah. Mike? Yeah, um, What do you think for the future, Mike? I mean, apparently Stephen is, Moffat is pretty adamant he wants an older companion, more the sort of Catherine Tate age. I was kind of hoping for that. Yeah, that's what he's apparently asked. We may, we may only get to Christmas special next year. We don't know yet in the year of 2016. Okay. If that happens, then... Series 10 is likely to start January 2017, so we'll get a clear run-through then. Or if the well, production is up to speed... Full season. Yeah. Now we're getting a full season. Yeah, yeah it's a definite full season. Win. Or yeah. I understand there is a possibility you might get, like we did when the ponds left, five before Christmas, then Christmas, and then another yeah. six after yeah, Christmas or whatever. So you'd be quite happy with the idea of an older companion, would you, Mike? Because I, I would as well. Um, I, all of a sudden, I just had the vision of the Doctor and a MILF. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's quite much going. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it has to be someone the same age as Peter Capaldi. Yeah. How about a, like a 40-year-old a buxom winch? Um, well, we could um, go... Yeah, we could go the whole Gilf Hog and Jane Seymour or... Yeah, Mirren. we could do, we could do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking... Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. I, I think it could work. Um well, if you think back to the TV series, I mean, the William Hartnell era, I mean, um, Barbara and Ian were not yeah, yeah. youngsters, were they? Yeah. No. no, that's true. No, and they were, fab- they were fabulous. I think um, I, I, I yeah. would like, someone of River Song's age would be would be spot on, I think. Brilliant, yeah. I, I think. I, I mean, mean look at, yes, look, I'm down for that, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and Catherine um, Tate, look at Catherine Tate, wasn't a young girl, was she? Waiting for the season overall. I'm going to say, oh, hovering between eight and nine. I'm not sure. I think <coughs> it wavered a bit in the middle. I, th- I remember starting off very strongly. That opening two-parter was superb. The first, mm. the first part of, was it under the water or before the flood? Yeah. The first part was a very good setup. Second part, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. The first story appearance of Maisie Williams. A little bit average, I thought. I like As that. the season went on, maintained, went on upward spiral, possibly, you know, until Sleep No More. That's that's the big oh. downer for me. The Gatiss episode. Sorry, Mark. Good writer. Um, <laughs> no, that's fair comment. And then sort of reached his crescendo, I guess, last week. And it was a decent enough payoff tonight, you know. It's... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go for satisfactory. Nine. Still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it's just tipped over the border into nine for me. Okay. Nine no, out of ten I'll, for the I'll season. Give it yeah, nine. You're giving it a nine. Capaldi, I gotta say, Peter Capaldi said they'd lighten him up. I think he has. I think he's been. He's totally become the doctor this year for me. You know, Do you think so? Yes. He didn't yeah, get enough yeah. of those sort of bombastic speeches. No. Last year, but yeah. now he has. He's had the obviously the highlight moment is the speech. So he's the doctor. In the second part of the Zygon adventure. Yes. You know that yeah. is the highlight for me of the season, and nine out of ten. And Michael, Michael, you you said well, you can. Well, I, I, I give it. I give the series a nine out of ten, and I would go so far to say it is the best season since two thousand and five. Wow. Oh, yeah, good one. Oh, right. Um, and I I have been incredibly infused because they have taken a risk this season and the, the Mark Gatiss one I mean it's a fumble definitely mm. but mm. they took they took risks that's yeah. what I've liked about this you know you're going about the big speech and the Zygon story 
it's it's amazing how that turned into a character piece and yeah, yeah I, the I, switch. I just think and you know, under different in different hands yeah. we I think we may have had the great big bombastic Yes story and we didn't. Um I I, I think um I, I I think they really not blew everyone away this time. Uh, you've got to bring Rachel Talalay back as director. Oh, I think so. Otherwise, she's going to get snapped up for movies again soon. She? I mean, she can she can do the scary stuff. She can do the creepy stuff. But it's these intimate character moments which Greg likes so yeah. much, and so do I. But yeah. So what about you, Greg? It's right about sleep no more. I, I it was a real. Oh, I thought it was awful, but. I absolutely agree that they should be doing that. They take risks. They yeah, try now and again, it always has done. Yeah. It? The show, that's you're why the show has survived, because it has taken risks. You're right, it, it has. Yeah. It, has it needs freshening up within within a certain era or in the Moffat era, the Capaldi era. Yeah. You need yeah. that sort of yeah. tangent, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, even though it didn't work for me personally and for a lover, I, I'm so glad they did it. Because if you go back to last week, that was so. That's never been done at all in yeah. Doctor Who, and yet it's, it's yeah, about, yeah. You can never do it again, though. That, that's the downside of it. That is true, but it's been but it's been done, and it's a masterpiece, and and it's always there. Mm. And and you know, I said, to you, I think I said to you both last week, I don't think I'd go back and watch it again, though. And yet, this week I've watched the opening twenty minutes three times. Wow. Because it was so... I just wanted to watch it again. Is that a time loop or something? I don't know. <laughs> a million years of chipping through. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It's just that opening is so... That's reminded me of bad news. There's no box set before Christmas, though. No. It's not going to be till no. next year. No, They've got the two um, halves. And, I, but bizarrely, you can buy the Christmas special on its own in January. So. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I still give that episode a 10 out of 10. Oh. Brilliant. So, can I just make a little anecdote? If we're talking families, yeah. I was on the uh, FaceTime video call last week to my brother mm. and my niece, who's three. And all of a sudden, we asked what she was doing, like, the day before on the Saturday. And she got very animated about Doctor Who and how he was trapped in this castle. And it was brilliant. It was actually Doctor mm. Who. She actually called him Doctor Hoop. But never mind. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had an immense amount of Uncle Pride. And then part of me thought afterwards, hang on, that was a really scary episode for a three-year-old. I mean, my first memory of Doctor Who is Logopolis. You know, I can vaguely remember the Master's tissue compression eliminator shrinking the policeman and Tegan's auntie. And that scared me at the time. And I thought, hang on, you know, but I've got Uncle Pryor now thinking she's seen that if that's one of her first ever Doctor Who memories, wow. (laughs) You were there forever. Um, And just to finish off my score, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a nine over the season overall, even though there have been... I'd say three really disappointing episodes um, with that Sleep No More and a, a couple of the other. The, the, the second um, one with the shoulder. You didn't like the second Maisie Willing episode, did you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, Michael. Yeah, I didn't. Though half of it was brilliant. It's just the other half was rubbish, mm. you know. Um, and so, but the thing I've got to say, and I think I'm just copying what both of you have just said, really, is Peter Capaldi has really absolutely become the doctor this season i think yes yeah yeah and I, I hope he breaks a three-year rule to be honest i hope he's uh, oh. depends on his you know how he feels because it's a long old shoot for you know and he's coming up oh. to 60 now but I, he's fab and i just you know, hope he he breaks a three-year rule to be honest i hope he gets the chance possibly when moffat moves on i'd like to see 
a change of showrunner with the same Doctor, you know? Yeah. It may not but, be the way yeah. the BBC works. They may want a whole new team after Moffat. Supposedly Moffat is probably going to go after season 10. But look look, look at the way he moves, the depth of his voice now, the the, the look on his face. You, you can, He's become to me a bit like um, Patrick Troughton, where you can just watch Pat. Patrick Troughton as Doctor. You can just watch I would say with Tom, I can watch Tom. Yes, yeah, same with Tom. Mesmerised. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just think he outcools John Pertwee. He sort of has that sort of, uh, you know, the lock with the jacket and the shirt, but he's just, he's outcooling him, do you think? Has he possibly gone through the Doctors? You know, he's a bit more like Hartnell that first season. As you say, yeah. now he's more Troughton. He's a bit more adventurous as well with the tank and the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of more towards Tom, I guess. And could well be. Could I just well. want to see more guitar work. That's all I want to see. Yeah. Oh, that, I, did, I didn't know that's going to work, but it just looks so right with him yeah. on Garifuy Drive. Oh, great. it was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. That, was that a song, or did they did they make that up? Was that composed? It was actually her theme, wasn't it, you know? Oh, was it? You know, the one they played in the proms and everything a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. I didn't realise that. It sounded fabulous anyway. And Peter Capaldi does play them. But bring back the one where he goes into the theme tune. Yeah, oh God, yeah. I mean, I think... That's the one thing about these two last two series. Greg turned around to me in the credits tonight and said, it's so whiny, isn't it? And then we managed to catch up with Alex, who gave us his thoughts on the season finale of Doctor Who. General thoughts on the episode first, Al? Uh, general thoughts for it was absolutely excellent from start to finish. It, um, I, I will agree it was a bit too much Clara sometimes then I would have liked a bit more Gallifrey but otherwise the pace the sort of what was going on in the episode was absolutely excellent from start to finish I know I'm I'm actually one of these people I know you lot love last week's episode but I actually didn't enjoy it at all you really didn't for heaven sent was it yeah I really didn't I just found it really dull to be honest a lot of people have been Doctor Who fan on through Facebook and have been saying they you know sort of turned them off completely. It was good. I'm not saying because Peter Capaldi is always it was brilliant. That, that was the reason for watching that one definitely. It just didn't seem to do much. Where this week's was sort of full back to full throttle loads going on. What did he sort of make of the opening? Uh, I loved the opening. I thought that was really clever. I thought that was just the fact that there's lots of bits where you know it's people trying to make the Doctor do things and he's just standing there and sort of giving them looks and not saying, it didn't really need to say anything just by his sort of body action said enough basically and I thought that was brilliant. Paul, he didn't really speak for about 10 minutes did he in the episode? No, he, he didn't, was... he doesn't at all. For that whole bit where he's, where they're sort of trying to make him do stuff and he's in the barn and eating the soup and lying down, he doesn't say anything. No, yeah, I mean it's the whole, um, whole sort of gestures thing isn't it? It's just the way he uses those eyebrows and it's just brilliant, though, because he didn't need to, and you still had that sort of menace of the Doctor, so, you know, how, how he felt about the whole situation. Yeah, no, I mean, I ended up giving the whole sort of episode about a nine last night. I mean, it really built up the tension well, but, you know, then Clara came back in, and I sort of knew they were heading down the... Yeah, and it's, I, I see on a lot of people on Facebook have moaned about that to do Enter the Raven, about how she died, and that because everybody knew she was probably going to come back in the last episode, it sort of took the pathos out of the way she was killed in that um it was kind of well layered then i thought really oh, oh definitely the way they built the episode up was brilliant I've, i really liked the fact that you know you had the whole sort of western gunslinger bit at the beginning and then it it cut to him 
in the diner. I love that bit. Did, did you notice how they um, they cut in the music from the, the what the foxes did as the background music in the diner? Yeah, as soon as she arrived in there. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, as well. I thought it was so clever having sort of bits of music you relate, and then her turning around and it's Clark. I really enjoyed it. it. It did work as a whole episode because sometimes they don't. So you know, you get these bit of episodes where they're cut between two different things and they don't work, in my opinion. Very true, yeah, I'd agree with all that, Al. And, um, of course, he was playing the Clara theme, wasn't he, on the guitar? So. Oh, yeah, that was just brilliant. I, I just hope I just hope on the soundtrack when it comes out that all that guitar stuff is there. Yeah, but Peter, he needs to play the... Uh, he could do with playing the theme tune in as well. Oh, yeah, I, I do agree with Greg on that. They need to use the, um, the Corey Taylor theme tune they did for that for um, the River episode. Definitely, I think. Um, they need to change it up because it is a bit... We've had this one for two years. We all sort of complained last year, didn't we? Yeah, one. it needs. I think it does need a bit of a lift again. Yeah. So, um, score wise, what would you give the episode overall? Uh, I gave it like Greg last night a ten, and I watched it again. after listening to all you lot. I watched it again, so I think I still give it probably give it a nine point five because it is pretty close to being brilliant. Yeah, somewhere to me it was sort of between an eight and nine towards the end. Started it, off, I was looking at giving it a ten, and then sort of wavered with. Well, I knew she was going to come back some way. You just. But he did sort of he did sort of layer it and misdirect a little bit, didn't he? I mean, I sort of mentioned to Michael and Greg last night that there was one point when they'd had the sort of merging, the forgetting moment with the, whatever the contraption was. I thought Peter was going to regenerate. He was lying on the yeah, floor. Yeah, definitely. It did look, I agree. It looked like he was going to regenerate, definitely, there. And that would have been the ultimate secret kept. Oh, that would have been that. Nobody knew that. That would have been like, what? If they'd, like, filmed parts of the Christmas special as a joke, you know. <laughs> no, no, he said they should have done that, I reckon, just to really have a twist. Aesthetic of it, Al, I thought it was really, really cinematic myself. Oh, it was. It's a. It's stunningly cinematic from the, from the start, and you've got all that sort of desert parts and all the sand and that in the Gallifrey and then it pans to the, seeing the city in the background and yeah. it really does it really does feel like a, a mini film definitely yeah and I, I think we all mentioned the shot last night when they go up the tower in the dome and you actually there's a little oh, yeah, ripple a ripple on screen when it goes through the dome when it goes through the bubble on the outside it sort of ripples didn't it yeah it looks brilliant it really does look good yeah but I thought it was really well directed as well She's you can tell she's got the Hollywood experience oh, Rachel Salalay I want her to do, I really do want her to do more really because the four episodes he's done there have all been brilliant yes and to be honest I think Jenna Coleman and Maisie Williams were a lot they, oh, they yeah. showed well, a lot I more what, they showed I agree a lot what you were saying about yeah. Maisie Williams she, she is good but she needs a few more years experience yeah I mean she needs a bit more range really doesn't she but I thought they were much improved last night because oh, possibly oh, that's, that is the main niggle I've seen on Facebook other people complaining about how Maisie Williams acting isn't the greatest but I agree it's only 18 yeah I mean that's a that's, she's definitely got time to develop and um, give her by, you know, give her to about her early 20s she will be something really really good yeah she's on the way now but I do think you know maybe a female director maybe that uh, maybe that G'd them up a bit as well yeah, it was like I, I really would like Abby Morgan to do a Doctor Who episode. I, I think we still need more female people to do Doctor Who episodes. Oh, for definite, I'd agree with that. You know, they're the, the good. The bloke, we got good bloke ones. But I think the, the women add a bit. I think it's always a bit more interesting. Episode now, but what do you think of the ending? Oh, I well, I don't know. I thought it was. I did. I did enjoy it. I thought I, I loved a bit when we were back in the TARDIS and we're seeing it with the, the, the great the jacket and the new Sonic screwdriver. And I agreed a bit at the ending with all the artwork. 
fell off the TARDIS was brilliant. Oh, that was but superb, yeah. It was a really clever bit to have all the artwork fall off and it goes back to normal. That was superb as a special effect. And I think I mentioned to Mike, I was never actually aware of whether, I think it happened in the New Adventures books, didn't it? That perhaps this was the way they were going with Ace. I know Ace was going to uh, do Yeah, a... yeah, because they, they were thinking yeah. of... Um... Clara isn't a Time Lord. She's just got that one heartbeat less. She's but, got that um... sort of might be... It's not a Time Lord. She's not a Time Lord, no. I I don't know, because definitely in the New Adventures, they were sort of stuck with Ace, and they wanted to get rid of her, basically. So they came up with that idea, I think. But yeah, but Stephen does like setting up these spin-off possibilities, doesn't he? He seems to. <laughs> Oh, definitely, because we've had it. We've had it. Um, did he do? Was that Russell T. Davis? Did um, the Doctor's Daughter? That was like a, could have been a spin-off. And then, yeah, back in the day, so his Moffat sort of repeating himself in the way. And yeah, a bit. And then we had, you know, we've had this now, and we've had. Well, we've had the we reversal. Had? Yeah, we've had the reversal of the Donna storyline, haven't we? With the doctor, yeah, definitely, the definitely. Which so. I thought was very clever to give the Doctor a sort of memory wipe. Yeah, but then, you know, he sees the words on the TARDIS and he sees a picture before it fades away, doesn't he? Before yeah, so it must do something to remember it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see her turn up in Peter's last episode. Hopefully that's many years away now. But... Oh, yeah, we can hope. We can hope. You know, the amount of different things we we keep all hearing. Possibly only Christmas next year. That's a bit of a worry, but it's likely that Peter will turn up in an episode or two of the spin-off, the class spin-off. So. It's the whole, is it the whole Sherlock problem that's causing the Doctor Who casting, you reckon? Yeah, Moffat actually said at the festival that the two shows are going to collide spectacularly next year, he said, so it's going to be, you know, either, doing... he means, either he means there's going to be appearances, or <laughs> I guess he means, yeah. I think he means, I think he means recording, I reckon. Yeah, I think he means recording too. It I sounds don't know, like production is next year. Is it a good idea, a series runner running two things? I don't think so. Not two things that big. You could say with no. Russell that Torchwood was a BBC3 show first, it wasn't as high profile. It was still no, a lot of work, it was still Tor- 13 Tor- episodes. Tor- Tor- was sort of built to a big thing. Sarah Jane was stuck away on CBBC and... Sherlock's been massive since it started. The profile of the two main actors, really, isn't it? That that sort yeah. of messes them up a little bit in terms of getting them down for dates, doesn't it, I think? Yeah, so do you reckon it's just going to be a Christmas special next year, then? Possibly, or I have feared as well it's going to be... Um, depending on what they can get done, I think the production designer, Michael Pickwood, said... He's starting doing designs for it in March, which means that May is a likely filming starting date. Yeah, I'm glad we got him for at least another series, to be honest, and I, I do hope it's Stephen's last. I think he's probably stretched himself a bit now. There were elements of this episode, and I think we're going to see it at Christmas, that meant he was, I think, meant he was planning that this could have been his last. But, uh, you know, the return of River, I think he's going to tie up River, and at the end of Christmas he's probably going to send her off to the library. Or something like that. It's, but it, it does always worry me when, whenever he does an interview recently, he goes, oh, I'm so exhausted. The whole team's exhausted. Yeah, he does look shattered, to be honest with you. He looked shattered at the festival. So. Did he? Did he look tired? So what, what else about this episode? Um, Yeah, what we score for the series overall? I, I think it's been very good, but there, there are a few... There's been a few wobbles, in my opinion. I, I don't think the two partners have completely worked. Yeah, it seems to have gone very quickly, doesn't it, the series? Yeah, and there's one episode you lot don't like, I actually like. Which one's that? The Mark Gaius. Really? Yeah, it's just an interesting one, as we said. You know, I really like the ending, you know, the The, the problem reveal. with the Mark Gaius is it takes about three watches to get the point. Right, fair enough, yeah, there is sort of a lot of... There's a lot of stuff going on in that episode because I watched it the first time and hated it. Then I watched it a second time and thought, oh, getting this a bit more. I watched it the first time and thought, this is really clever. So it could be a grower, yeah. I think the concept I is I think good. it is a grower. I think it is a grower because you have to watch it more. You watch it once, yeah, it's like an annoying Blair Witch thing. 
I think we both pointed out, didn't we? Doctor Who needs those sort of concepts. Needs to try yeah, it different need, things. It does need to push the envelope because otherwise it can just be the same every week, and that would get really dull very quickly. Pretty so much. I don't think I, I love episode one and two. Um, that was brilliant. Um, episode three, I liked. Four, I didn't like. You know, that's, what was one of that? Was that? Yeah, the denouement of the Toby Whitehouse two part. Yeah, um, yeah the first one of um, Maisie Williams' character I really liked, and. The second part of that I thought was terrible. Yes. Saigon Invasion, I didn't... I liked the first episode, but didn't think it was that great. And then the second episode was absolutely fantastic. Yes. Gaius, I liked... Well, to begin with, I didn't like, and then I did like, after watching it. Enla Raven was brilliant. Heaven Sent, I didn't like at all. No. And the one from last night was brilliant. So I probably would give it about... Maybe an, an an eight, an eight, I think. An eight, yeah. I think we gave yeah. it a nine to me, the three of us last night. So possibly because we did like the, because we were sort of blown away by heaven sent the three of us. So. I know. Yeah, but it's what's it? What that's what it is. A game of different opinions. Where do you think the last question, Al? Where do you think they're going to go? Um, we've heard this. Stephen is pretty set on a older companion. Where do you think the series is going to go? How long do you think Peter will do? If we, you know, if we can get it all happen, people, you know, not getting too tired because I can see it's taking out of Peter. I'd love him to be there for good, maybe, maybe another two, three years. At least two, I'd hope for. Yeah, I think you'd hope he go past the free, the normal free barrier. Annoyed me most with this series is the top, the, the scheduling. Yeah, I think it's got 4.8 million overnight, which isn't great, but at least it's been steady for the whole series when you can see that. Yeah, I, I would really be interesting if, if the, um, the Christmas episode gets really good ratings with where they've put it. Good. And can you see them going for an older companion, do you think? Yeah, I think that would work if they got somebody who gets the whole concept well. I mean, I would love to see someone like Saran Jones. I don't know how they'd get around the whole... Being Idris before, but I'd love to see somebody that sort of age and stature. Yeah, definitely. Somebody who can cope with good acting that she would be good or um person that's also really been in as in big finish I'm trying to think of her name now. Um Miranda? She's, Miranda Reason? Uh, no Miranda yes she'd be good but um no she's um we played Scylla on ITV. Oh Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith that's it. Possibly yeah, yeah, Lucy Miller finish, again. So she was brilliant for big finish. Yeah, maybe her. But I think. Yeah, I agree. It, it would work with an older actress, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think we have had a pretty good season. I, I know it has seemed to have gone really quick. Yeah, it's just gone so fast, isn't it? You know, we went so long. It seems to have gone really quick because when did it? When did it start? Mid September. It was, wasn't it? Mid September this year because we went on the tenth of the premiere and it was about yeah, a so week September, later, wasn't it? Oh, well, I know, it's a weird one. I, I think the problem, as we all know, the problem is I don't. I don't know if the BBC loves Doctor Who or doesn't love it any longer. Well, I think it, yeah, well, it's still making money, isn't it? So, oh, it makes that's the main thing. you love it as long as it does that. As long as it doesn't get to J&T levels of... Uh... Stupidity, yeah, that would be true. Yeah. How, how do you feel about Capaldi after two seasons? Can you rate his era so far as well out of ten? I mean, Oh, quite... it's out of ten. I'd say it's getting better. It's getting better every year. I'd say, well, the first season, I'd say... Well, I really like the first seasons. I'd say that's probably about... An, Eight, nine. I'd say about the same for this one. Pretty consistent, isn't it? But he has lightened this year. As he's rumored. definitely lightened. He's not as dark as he was in the first season. Yeah. And I, f- I think you know, I just think it's brilliant. If you give him the right writing and the right sort of bits, he can really go full throttle and give it everything. Darker, a bit more abrasive, like a bit more William Hartnell, I think. But the voice at the moment was pure Tom Baker oh, last just- night. It's just brilliant. I just thought last night was so good because it was 
lots of bits where he didn't actually need to say anything to get over how he was feeling. And that takes a lot from actors. You know, some actors have to say how they're feeling by their voice, and he could just do it by yeah, a look or a glance. Yeah. I think that's what um, David Tennant and Matt Smith said about John Hurt coming onto set in the special. Oh, definitely. They said we'd spend like five minutes just trying to sort all this dialogue out and he'd just do it with one stare, you know. You see, I think there could easily be a Clara and a Shielder big finish, but why deny us a chance s- to see those two lovely ladies together? <laughs> <laughs> just audio. Yes, we will, we will see, we will yeah. see. 